0: Hey, welcome to the Heroes Journey Economy podcast. This week we have life coach, what he refers to as emotional coach, Derek Butler. This wraps up three podcasts where we've talked to coaches that are helping people through transformational processes. We started with Meredith Atwood, then last week was Jill Samick, and this week with Derek Butler. Their approaches are all different. Some of the terms they use are different across the three, and obviously their backgrounds are different. What's interesting is the commonalities. Many of the steps that they're working people through on these transformational journeys are very much the same. The themes, if you listen to the three, some of the themes are exactly the same, even though the situations and the people and the people's issues that they're dealing with are all fundamentally very different. Uh, Derek Butler works specifically with men working through transformational issues after some kind of life trauma. It's a pleasure to speak with Derek. He's doing amazing work in the area of helping people, particularly men, through Uh, transformational times. We start this podcast off with Derek talking about how he classifies himself. And one thing that Jill Samick said in the last podcast, words are important. The terms we use, the words we use are important. Derek is saying the same thing, what he calls himself, how he approaches things, and the words that he uses are all very important in, in these transformational processes. So with no further ado, here's Derek Butler.
1: Who I am and what I do, I'm an emotional responsive coach you know, you hear a lot about a life coach, you hear a lot about, you know, different type of coaching, health coach, or, you know, physical fitness coach, or whatever. But when I say emotional responsible coach, man, I, I strictly deal with men and how to deal with their emotions, how to deal with the emotions of others, how to be more responsive to what they're going on, or be more responsible to what they're dealing with emotionally, and how to identify and learn how to manage their emotions, and learn how to identify and manage the emotions in others. Um, you know, emotional wellness is a very big thing right now. And and, and it's so big. The reason why I put an emphasis on emotional wellness is because there's a big push for mental health right now. There's a big push for physical health. Well, you know, physical fitness, physical health has always been there. But we see a big push for mental health. But a lot of times there's there's not a separate category for emotional wellness or for emotional health. So a lot of times they want to sweep emotions up under mental health or mental wellness. And that's not where emotional wellness goes. Emotional wellness is a separate entity and it desires the, you know, uh, the strict or the individual attention that mental health get and also physical health get. So that's, that's why I took the avenue of emotional wellness or the way I like to call it, emotional responses. And how do people come to you? How are people arriving at your doorstep? To be honest with you, man, a lot of my lead generation is outbound unless they know me through different areas. Um, you know, I started my career in speaking, motivational speaking. So, like I told you, that kind of fell by the wayside with COVID hitting up. My calendar kind of dried up. Yep. So I make the hard pivot into coaching. But a lot of it is through my content that I post, through connections that I make on LinkedIn. I was on Facebook real hard. But a lot of my lead generation is outbound. Um, a lot of it is also referral. Um, it, it, it's hard because – I really niche my my, my 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 category down real hard, and I work with just men. But you know, you know, there's categories for life coaches, there's categories for fitness coaches, but it wasn't a category for what I do. Right. So it, it was kind of hard. Um, so every time, like when I got to go on LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn's Pro Finder services. I fall under the category of a life coach. Sure. So that's what it, that's where it falls
0: under. Let's get into this a little because what you do is really very important. So I want to thank you for being on the podcast, but also thank you for the work you're doing because with everything going on and we're in a week where things seem to be getting worse rather than better. And maybe people might not even know when we're recording this and in the week that this plays, it might be worse. But right. this this seems especially troubling. So someone comes to you; they've 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 come to your doorstep. They like what your your approach is. You do special so you specialize. So a gentleman comes to you and says, you know, I've got an issue with this. How do you start? And and what are you hoping to do in this in this process of helping them? Yeah, so, by I know it varies definitely by the person and the situation. But
1: well, the approach is first of all to. My, my biggest goal is to get them to be able to acknowledge where they are, accept where they are, accept what it is and what it isn't, be able to express what's going on, and then be able to take massive action to adapt, recover, and grow from the things that they're dealing with. A lot of times I'm trying to – my hardest job is getting men out of that river in Egypt called denial. That's the first step. <laughs> so sure. once I'm able to get them out of the denial – because a lot of times we want to sit there and say, hey – I'm okay, and when you're really not, we don't want to seem vulnerable. We don't want to seem sensitive. We don't want to seem emotional because, you know, per society standards, we as men are, are not supposed to show any vulnerability. We're not supposed to show any internal hurt or pain. So we do a lot of times men are either trying to suck it up and just deal with it or push it down and not deal with it at all and, and, and just, you know, try to avoid what's really going on. Yeah. So the first thing I do is get them to get out of, get out of denial. Let's, let's admit where you are. Let's let's drop the false sense of masculinity and what you think it means to be a man because it's okay to say that you're hurting. It's okay yeah. to say that you've been through things. It's okay to say that you have some unresolved trauma. And that's what I really get to. See, it's like a funnel. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be on, it's a funnel. So as a top, I'm talking about emotions and things like that. But then we get to the root cause. See, the surface level is, can't manage emotions, can't express yourself, you know, can't effectively express their emotions, lose control. We, we, we know that. That's the surface level thing. Let's get to the root cause. And the root cause, majority of the time, is unresolved trauma. So that's truly what I'm attacking, unresolved issues from your past or unresolved issues from things that are going on currently and not learning how to respond and manage them and deal with them. So the first thing I started focusing on, Mike, is attacking the mindset, working on shifting the mindset, the way they see themselves and the way they see their
0: circumstances. That's a big piece of what I do. What you're trying to do is they've got a story or they're at a situation and you're trying to get to some foundational cause underlying this. So you, it, it's a, a fairly introspective activity to get down to what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we
1: dig, But listen, don't, don't get me wrong, because what I, what I don't do is I don't focus on specific issues or specific traumatic events. I don't do that, because the way I learned this in the way, I, my approach is trauma falls into four distinct categories, right? Four areas of disruption. That is safety. You're not able to be safe physically, mentally, morally, or socially, right? Next is emotions not able to control or manage their emotions. The third category is loss. Not able to deal with and manage the losses that come with living and future. Not able to plan or curate or design or take steps for a better future. So a lot of times when victims of trauma, when when they have unresolved trauma, they fall into either of those four categories. Regardless of what the traumatic event is, they fall into either of those four categories. So that's what I focus on, improving them in those four categories, in the areas of safety, in the areas of emotion, in the areas of loss, in the areas of future. Helping them plan and design a better future and take steps that they're able to accomplish that and have the future that they want. And a lot of times that future means
0: being free from mental and emotional bondage. There's this frank discussion around where they are. You know, as you start to go on this journey with them, what does this look like from an experience standpoint? Is this uh, several weeks of coaching someone uh, through okay. this emotional thing, or is it, is it, it's obviously not a, a short conversation, right? It's some kind of cadence stay in the life of you. What, how do you engage with these people? And, and what is, uh, what does success look like for you when, you when you're dealing with some of these clients? So I have,
1: I have two program tracks. My first track is, it's my eight week, it's time program. It's trauma-informed motivational empowerment. That's an eight week program to get them moving forward from where they are, to where they want to be quickly with breaking down the identifying and breaking down and the changes they need to make into smaller manageable bundles right so we get them moving forward in that and then my second track is a year-long program called self-maintenance self-maintenance is broken down into once again safety emotion loss and future self-maintenance to continue to improve through a year-long track of it's constant you know i'm not going to say it's not a, it's not as intense as my eight-week program where we're checking in once a week and, you know, I'm following up with them several times throughout the week, but we definitely have a face-to-face check-in once a week in the eight-week program. The 12-month program, you might check in maybe twice a month, just check in to see what they're doing. If anything comes up, they will contact me and we'll work through it. As far as the way success looks, success looks like, are they able to identify and effectively communicate their thoughts and feelings? Are they able to manage their feelings And and, and so that the students are not managing them anymore. The way success looks is being able to better respond to the things going in and around them. Being more present. And when I say present, not just physically, but being more present emotionally and mentally. That's what success looks like. And, and the, thing, the way I do that is like we give them a safety plan, we work on a safety plan to come up with to help them deal with overwhelming and distressing thoughts. There's, different, there's other different strategies that I have going through the program to help them. It's about really giving them tools to be able to respond to what's going on in life. See, the thing about it, Mike, is we're, we're not ever going to get rid of distressing and overwhelming thoughts. It's yeah. not that we won't ever have stressful situations. What i give my clients is the ways to better manage and deal with the stress so the stress is not managing and dealing with them yeah and in these eight weeks you're going to come to find that you're going to have more peace more clarity around your purpose and your vision you're going to be able to make the choices that align with what you want in life because what it all comes down to is choices we are the total sum of our choices yeah, he, you know, he
0: likes, no, yeah. I, I've heard that a couple times this week. That's why I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing yeah. a little. Yeah. There was this book on habits, and I was listening to the author speak, right. and they said, right. "Like where you are in your life is, I could tell you what your habits are." I don't think we feel that way. I think sometimes we feel like we're uh, here because, because of circumstances. Are, yeah, from yeah. circumstances. Um, well,
1: Mike, let me tell you something. The big thing about that is I, I had a discussion with my mentor a couple months ago, and when he told me, rocked my world. And this is one of the things that. I tried to get my clients to understand, and this is a big part of it, is he told me everything that you have in your life right now, you either created or allowed. And I'm like, no, what do you mean? Like, eh, no, nah, I'm not trying to hear that because I'm a victim of physical abuse, emotional abuse. I'm a victim of sexual abuse. I was molested when I was eight years old from an older male family member. Like, so how are you telling me that these things I created or allowed? And what he broke down to me. And it took me a while to grasp because I became angry. So I had to use my own steps to process these emotions because there's nothing wrong with getting mad. You're allowed to be mad. It's just about how do you how do you respond or how do you act when you're mad? How do you process through these emotions? So what happened was I got mad and I'm like now you are gonna tell me that I allowed this to happen or actually and he said, No, 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 listen to me. You didn't create or allow it at that time, but you're allowing me those effects of what happened to you to dictate your life now. And I said, wow, wow, I get it. He was like, listen, he said, everybody wants to think that the event determines your outcome. Your circumstances determine your outcome. No, it's not the event or the circumstances. It's your response to the event or the circumstances that determine your outcome. How are you responding to the things that happen to you? Okay, so as a child, Derek, you couldn't do anything about being molested. But as an adult, you absolutely can do something about it. You can make the choice to adapt, recover, and grow from it and stop allowing it to ruin your life, to ruin your relationships. I lost a marriage because of my unresolved trauma. I lost jobs because of unresolved trauma. I was an angry and aggressive man because of the things that happened to me in my past and in my childhood. And once I learned how to better manage those emotions and deal with them and work through it, things became a lot clearer and a lot better in my life.
0: Yeah. and. The, the, you're, you're hitting on something I think that's really important, and I think it's critical. It's, it's what everyone has to acknowledge before they start to take a, a change. Yes, the, you're, you're, you're in this spot, and no one wants to admit it. But they're in that spot, just like you said. And it can sound kind of cold, like you got upset. Yes. You got upset when your mentor said yes. that, saying, "Hey, you yes. don't know what I, you don't know what I've been through." He's like it it almost doesn't matter what you've been through. It's like Absolutely. because you're still carrying that stuff with you as if it just happened. And yes. Yeah, interesting. And and
1: it's key because one of the
0: most important are the
1: critical points of my program, which is up first, is taking a hundred percent accountability for your life. That means where you're at now, the things that happened, and what I and, and, and I have to tell people, look, I'm not trying to sound insensitive but I want you to understand you're not where you are because of the things that happened to you. You're where you are because of what you respond and the choices you make. I heard a saying and I I might mess it up a little bit, but it really resonates with me. It says pain is unavoidable, but suffering is a choice. Something along those lines. We can't avoid pain. We can't, but to continue to suffer in the things that happen to us, that is a choice. And people do not like to hear that. No. But that's the truth. And like I tell people all the time, Mike, yes, the truth hurts. But the truth is the truth. And once you know the truth, you can do something about the truth. So if you don't like where you're at right now, take a look at the choices you're making. Take a look at the way you respond to the things going in and around you.
0: Yeah, That's the key. It's hard though, right? Because I think, I mean, because here's the thing, this gets scary, Derek, because it's, wait a minute, if I'm totally responsible for this, it got you upset. The thought of that makes me uncomfortable, you know, what I'm thinking about, it? because now it's on me. And I guess that's, it is on us. And it's, we're not the victim. And I think, I don't know, the more I've talked to people about the hero's journey, the more you're the, you're the third life coach, or or one was a corporate coach, one was maybe more of a, a public speaker. Uh, right. But they're all you're all attacking us in the same way, and it, absolutely. And the whole idea that you got here, for by certain decisions that you made and you can get out of it. One, it sounds callous and cold because we don't know their stories. Like, your story is much different than my story. and I, I'd be uncomfortable knowing your history from what you told me that yeah. it's no big deal, move on. You know, that, that does sound – it is the way to do it. Well,
1: we got to be careful. Like, like you said, well, I'm not saying it's no big deal. I, don't, I never yeah. say that. I, I, I always validate the experience, and I validate how you feel about it. With that being said, that does not have to determine where a person at is in life. And I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why. If trauma was the end-all to be-all, then we would not have successful people that overcame it. You, so you can't tell me that trauma is the end-all to be-all when there's people that overcome it. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Trauma affects different people in different ways. And we might have the same trauma, but we might have different responses to or different reactions to it. So I'm not trying to, you know, minimize or... The the effects of trauma, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying, though, is you have a choice every day to either focus on what was done to you or how to recover from what was done to you, how to move forward. And people make a choice to stay stuck. People make a choice because where, where they're stuck at, they're validated. They get that victim's mindset.
0: People notice them pay attempt poor so and so. Yeah. It's a comfortable, familiar prison. Exactly. You become very unhappy with the story that you've built for yourself. Very comfortable with that. With this unhappiness. You're a character in a play that you have no ability to correct from and that that's kind of the illusion that that's how a lot of people live their life that's as a victim easier to deal with. It, it, yeah and it's and it but it's an illusion it's an illusion you have to snap people your job is to almost snap them out of that somehow and I say, have to. you know what
1: I, I, you're right and i have to let them know i let them know from the very beginning the reason why a lot of people stay stuck where they're at because this process isn't pretty it's not glamorous it isn't easy this process to adapt, recover, and grow, this process to be better, Mike, it's ugly. It's painful. <laughs> it's dirty. Mike, listen to me. When I decided to stop allowing the things from my past to dictate my present and my future, I had to start going through steps. There was times, and I, I get up at 4 in the morning every morning. Mike, there was times out when I first started my journey, I would get up at 4 in the morning, sit at my desk working on me crying. I mean, literally tears falling down my face because it hurt so bad. It was so hard. It would have been easy to go get back in my bed and lay up under my covers and hide. It would have been easier to go back to to those old behaviors that don't serve me because I was so uncomfortable. The pain that I felt, the hurt that I felt, I wanted to shrink back into my comfort zone. And I wanted to revert back to old behaviors that I did, that I used as coping mechanisms to help me fight discomfort, to help me fight the things that I've been through. That's why people turn to alcohol. That's why people turn to drugs. For me, in all transparency, my vice was sex. That's how I cope with the things that I've been through in my life. That's how I cope with the things I had to endure. It was sex. That's what I did whenever I felt uncomfortable, whenever I felt pain, whenever I felt pressure, I would revert to my old behavior, sex. And that, I, that, was, that was it for me. So a lot of times when I was getting started in the very beginning and I was cutting out the things that don't serve me and making better choices, making the choices that move me forward, it was tough, man. It was tough. It's not that people want to stay stuck, to be honest with you, but they don't want to go through that process. Right
0: you yeah. don't want to
1: deal with that yeah. pain that pain that they know is 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 better than the pain that they that they don't know and you know what I'm saying they they're familiar with this pain you know okay I, I know what this is like I know what to expect but when you want to start that process of becoming better oh that
0: hurts it's very uncomfortable, right? It's a, it's a, and it's scary. And that's where you kind of come in. You're, yes. you're telling them, you're not scaring them up front, but you're there to help them through this process. That's how a, you. It, if it's really as bad, like if, the, if someone's gone through what you've gone through and they want to snap out of the story that they're telling themselves and all maybe the bad behavior they're living with, that is not emotionally or mentally or physically. It's, it's, there's a lot of headwinds against that, right? There's it's it's Man. so much easier to stay where you are than to you know, to really step into the unknown. Or you know, some people say walk walk towards that barking dog. It's in well, it's the scariest thing someone might do in their life. I mean, it is, uh, it is.
1: But see, the th- the key is, and I'm gonna be honest with you, my secret sauce, the key to my success that I have with my clients is my relationships, my authenticity, the rapport that I build. That's the difference. You're not just a number to me. You're not just more income for me. <clears throat> I truly care about this because I live this. I truly care about you because I know what it is to be in that mental and emotional bondage. I know what it is to let outside forces dictate your life. And you know that you can do better. You know that you can be better, but you just don't know how. And then yeah. you start telling yourself, you know what? I'm never going to have what I want in life. It can't happen to a person like me. See, I'm with my clients every step of the way. And I tell them up front, I can't do it for you right yeah. but i promise you every step away i'm gonna do it with you and we're going to take this thing step by step and we're going to ttp trust the process
0: yeah
1: and that's the thing I'm, I'm with them and because i believe in them so much my belief is contagious see i'm believing that at a time they don't even believe in themselves. Right. right yeah, so that's... once they see like i'm not giving up on you kid i have i had one client entrepreneur making multiple six figures a month. He was great business-wise. He was great financially, but he sucked in his relationships, sucked in his personal time, having to find him balance, finding his joy. So he was really lacking true fulfillment and satisfaction in life. So there would be times when he's going through the process and it would get tough and he would lash out at me. He would try to, because he felt uncomfortable, he would say things to make me feel uncomfortable. Sure. And yeah. the thing about it is knowing being that I'm on a journey now morning, I was able to move past the emotional part of it, I was able to respond accordingly. Hey, let's let's talk about this. Let's let's park the car and get out right here and talk. What what's this where's this coming from? Right. And we was able to dig through it. And he couldn't push me away like he was like like he was used to doing everybody else. He couldn't drive me out of his life because I'm in it to when I'm committed to this. Yeah. And we was able to have a major breakthrough. And he learned how to deal with those feelings of uncomfortableness. He learned how to deal with these thoughts that he was having that was overwhelming at times. Yeah. And it's all about learning how to respond. And once he was able to do that, he really slowed down. And was like, OK, I see what you're saying. It started hitting him. I yeah. don't have to lash out because I'm, I'm allowed to feel uncomfortable because I'm going through this process. This is a big deal right here yeah. because he had some unresolved issues from his past that were wearing him out in different areas of his life. But because his money was good, because business was going good, he was like, I'm doing good everywhere else. But he really wasn't. So that's the thing, man. Just I'm with them every step of the way. There's nothing you can say to push me away. I'm not going to give up Mm -hmm. on you because I know where you've been. And I know where you want to be. And I know what that feels like to have that freedom. From that emotional and mental bond.
0: There's probably a lot of, particularly men listening to this that could benefit from this. If they want to find Derek Butler and and become a client or just see what you're up to, wh- what's the best way for them to find you either online or? Uh, they can find me at LinkedIn at Derek Butler,
1: at <laughs> LinkedIn. They can find me. They can email me at Derek Butler and Powers at Gmail.com. They can also find me on Facebook at DBM Empowers, DB Empowers. That those are the three ways they can find me, with Facebook, my email, or on LinkedIn.
0: Okay, I'll put those in the show notes so people um, have those to, if they want to contact you. Yes, De- yes. I really appreciate you being on. You know, we've had a couple different coaches on. You bring a different approach to this uh, based on the clients that you're dealing with, and I think the experiences that they have gone through. And uh, I right. right. really appreciate you being out there. And especially in this, we probably could use a lot more Derek's. So. I appreciate that. If you're struggling out there and, and the, anything that Derek has said has resonated, you know, check the show notes and reach out to him and uh, start this journey. It's not, a, it's not a comfortable one, but you can move from where you are to, to where you want to be. And it's all, yeah. it's all in you. It, it's all doable, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's
1: not so much about, what happened to you, what's happening to you. It's more so about how we're able to respond to what's happening to you. down to choices. Mike, I want to thank you for, first of all, reaching out to me, going through this process and and connecting, and then invite me on to your wonderful platform and be able to share some of my story and share what I do. I truly appreciate you. We need more mics in this world, more mics like you in this world, man, because you're doing a great thing. I just want to say
0: thank you, and I appreciate you for having me on. But I would love to catch up with you at some later date as to maybe when things if things start to normalize a little how things might how your how your activities are because this is a pretty bad time right now I'm, i know you're really busy but i'd like to have you on again to talk about maybe dig into some of these things a little bit deeper but this has been great and, absolutely
1: uh, Any, anytime man you just hit me up mike i'm
0: always available to you man anytime i really appreciate it and uh best of luck to you with all with all your coaching Thank you. Same to you, man. Appreciate you. Have a great day. You do the same, buddy. Thank you.